a movie that looks like it's trying to replicate the look of the 60s featuring a cultural icon of the 70s that was released in the 80s featuring characters straight out of a PSA from the 90s with dialogue that's trying to be like ironic internet memes of the 21st century. Is this movie a timeless masterpiece? We'll have to wait and see. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that makes just about as much sense as a Jean-Claude Van Damme wheel kick to the family jewels. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I am joined by the stand-in for Jesse Pinkman in the Breaking Bad stage musical, and that is the one, the only, it's Michael Flaherty. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's, that's why. It. That's always the stand-in. He, he, that's he, why there's no acting. I can, I can say, I can, I can really call people bitches. That's about the extent of my Jesse Pinkman uh, skill set. He likes calling people bitches, and he also smokes meth in his free time. Absolutely, ride the <laughs> ice pony. <laughs> well, Mike, what did you think of this? Oh, oh, this this movie? Well, you you prompted this really like cliffhangery question on whether or not this movie's good and we'll have to wait and see. I'm gonna have to band it off. It's not. It's not. It's a lot, it's just ridiculous. It's you know what? You wanna know what movie in our repertoire this reminded me of? I think I know I think I know which one, but I'm I do you, you, do you, do you. I, I it's fucking so. samurai cop. There we go. There we go. This, this movie, I swear to God, man, this movie was a cluster fuck moment. It's like there's so much shit that goes on in this movie, all of which is in is just nonsensical and ridiculous. Um yeah, it's it's something. It's something. So guys, the movie that we are talking about is the 1985 martial arts film No Retreat, No Surrender. A Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, even though he's only in the movie for like, what, 10, 15 minutes at most? Yeah, no, quite literally. It's so funny because all I had seen for this movie was I saw the poster and a lot of the promo material. I didn't see mm. the trailer or anything else. I just saw the big pictures. And it all has John claude Van Damme as like top billing. His face is on the front. And you're like, oh shit, is this going to be like a blood sport scenario? Mm-hmm. And then you watch it and then you're like, Oh no, no, they just they just needed a they just needed to lie to get people into into the seats. Good, good, great. Yeah, and I mean this movie, so like we're going to I feel like we're going to be comparing this movie to The Karate Kid a lot because The Karate Kid came out 1 year earlier than this movie did. Are you serious? I'm de- I am dead serious. I mean, wow. you like and people naturally, I think, when they saw this movie they're like, "Oh, this is just like a like a, like a Karate Kid just a ripoff." I mean, in their defense, it, it it's it's not not a ripoff. No, you're. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's like <laughs> I agree with what you were saying about the uh, the poster because I'm looking at the No Retreat No Surrender poster now, and I'm co- okay. Let's compare the two posters for a second: the Karate Kid and No Retreat No Surrender. And like the classic Karate Kid poster, you got Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking at each other. There's a beach. Daniel is doing the crane kick. 
it's it's yeah. a real like you look at that and you're like okay i see what the movie's gonna be about yeah exactly that, that's what i think a, a good poster should be you look at it mm-hmm. you get the idea you get the feel yeah you, you get it but then when you look at the no retreat no surrender it's just like it's like they it's like they saw like the last like five minutes of rocky four it was like that that that's that's what we want for the poster it's just it's i just america versus russia yeah exactly they just it's just much like every other 80s movie that needed a needed a really needed a villain that they didn't want to like put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. they just picked they just picked a vaguely european man who's somewhat imposing and went you're going to be a Russian guy this time. And they're like, okay. okay. And this time on the chopping block, it wasn't Dolph Lundgren. It was fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren was unavailable doing. Yeah, exactly. Probably something better. Everyone's, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite Russian villain who was, was like out probably making more money. And Jean-Claude Van Damme just like, he had like a couple months to kill. So he did this. I wouldn't even say a couple of months. I'd say he had like, I don't know. A weekend just yeah, exactly how little he's in this movie yeah considering how little he is in this movie i would be thoroughly flabbergasted if this took more than a weekend now i do, I do want to talk about we've we've been riffing on the movie for a little bit but now i'm gonna actually be throwing some praise towards this movie in oh. terms of like action and martial arts and fight scenes we got a lot of talent like with this movie that is i will agree mm-hmm. with that i'll agree as someone who as someone who prides himself on being one, a Bruce Lee like super fan, mm-hmm. and two, being a martial arts super fan, mm-hmm. especially martial arts movies. Like this movie definitely has a lot of talent, mm-hmm. but this movie suffers the one key flaw that always comes with a martial arts movie, where the 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 the, the producers and directors were so focused on making sure the fighting was badass mm-hmm. that they totally forgot that they had to keep a plot serviceable yeah they, they just fucking like took the plot and like hey what's what's this oh no hey how about this we're gonna do like some weird spinning wheel kicks and the plot's just like over in a trash can over here and just burning and yes like, exactly and the producer's like, like what, what what are we gonna do about that like no like, like oh, hear me out <laughs> jean-claude van damme is in this no. movie <laughs> it's it's quite literally it's just like it's like it's like definitely like like older sibling syndrome or no middle child syndrome there we go middle child syndrome where it's the movie is so focused on one thing that it completely fucking forgets the other Mm -hmm. that like the middle like this like the plot is totally left out high and dry Mm -hmm. whereas like the the fight scenes are just actually like actually like fucking impressive and Mm -hmm. like are are badass they're also by the way I stand corrected. This movie actually came out in 1986. Just wanted to fix myself. Oh, so it's definitely a ripoff. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, no, no. See, one year, one year's that sweet spot where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this could have just been. There could have just been a delay mm-hmm. in like in like editing and all of that. Yeah, I'm but looking. Like, I'm looking at it now, and it's it was released in Italy in 1985, but was released in the United States in 1986. Oh yeah, yeah, they 100. They 100 ripped off Karate Kid. <laughs> they knew what they would do, but but going back to like talking about the great martial arts talent with this movie. We have, of course, Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, mm-hmm. we don't, what, what else can we say about him? I mean, dude's like a phenomenal martial artist. Absolutely. We have Corey Yoon. Yuen, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. He's a great action fight choreographer that has a long list of films, which actually he was 
in a Bruce Lee film. Holy shit. Fist of Fury. He was in Fist of Fury? Yeah, he played like a very minor part in Fist of Fury. He was like one of Bruce Lee. I think he was one of his students. Oh. We have. That's that's badass. We have Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham, like an actual like championship kickboxer. (laughs) We Oh, we also have oh, and by the way, guys, uh, spoiler alert! I want to I want to tell a story real quick. So when I first started watching this movie, and I told Mike to do it this way too, I I went in blind. I did not know what was going to be happening. I didn't. I was like, I was, it was described to me as a Karate Kid ripoff, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to watch this Karate Kid ripoff, and we're going through, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I see how this is a schlocky movie. You know, martial arts. We get some like a cool sidekick. We get some Mark. We get some. We we we're having exactly what I was expecting. But the second that the ghost of Bruce Lee comes to teach our main character, I was absolutely. Flo- I was like, "What the fuck Wait. is going on?" I want. I want. I want. I'm. I gotta apologize to the listeners, but we gotta stop. We got to go through and lead up to this golden, golden portion of the movie because spoiling it now is just, oh, it just detracts from it. Now, you may think just like, oh, the ghost of Lee, Bruce Lee shows up. That's spoiling it. No, it's not. It gets mm-hmm. it gets way weirder. Mm-hmm. But we just 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 hold out. We'll get to that point. Mm-hmm. I swear it's worth it. <laughs> I'll I'll mention the fact that I want to share with you when we get there absolutely please do please do but now we're going to get to the million dollar question which mike if this movie were a drink what would it be and why see see i mine is a i i was sitting there trying to like figure out how to like drinkify this Mm -hmm. sitting there just being like okay so it's so it's referencing one of the most legendary martial artists ever to come and he like he hails from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They're utilizing a lot of like martial arts stuff, martial arts stuff that like you using a lot of the martial arts like styles that Bruce Lee used and all of that. And then but it also takes place in like Seattle. Mm hmm. Which, 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 to those who don't know, that's where Bruce Lee is buried, mm-hmm. and, and that's where he had spent some time. And I sat there and thought to myself, okay, it's a movie that with a lot of movement and a lot of action, so it can't be something fatty. It can't be like a soda, mm-hmm. like a Coke wouldn't make sense here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we got to think of a thirst quencher. Mm-hmm. What is the thirst quencher? It's Gatorade. Now, I'm also sitting there thinking to myself, all right, so we have our base. Now, what is the liquor to go on with this? Or what's, how do I make a cocktail with Gatorade? And I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it hit me. Riot juice. Haven't you, you, done, know, haven't you done riot juice already? No, 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 no. See, I'm telling you where my inspiration is. Not, okay. It's not riot okay. juice. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. And it clicked for me. You take Gatorade. You drink about a quarter of it. 
You get one of those big things of of the yellow Gatorade. You drink like a excellent quarter choice. Of it. Excellent choice. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the best flavor. And yeah, you can't. I'm, tell with, me I'm with you. I'm with you. Cherry's, you drink, a, clo- cherry's a close second. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. You drink about a quarter of it, and then you grab the famous Chinese liqueur by by Joe. Which uh, which 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 is very popular in China. It's like they're like tequila or moonshine. <laughs> you unscrew that bad boy, fill up the rest of it. You got your you got yourself you got yourself the perfect accompaniment to this movie. You have a little bit. You have you have the essence of what the movie wanted to be, and you still have that uh, that cold American hard work and spirit, baby, paired together at last. Okay, that one that one just confuses me. <laughs> I like then you got like sort of like the Gatorade. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, but I'm like, what? <laughs> Gatorade, yellow Gatorade, and Baijiu, the Chinese liquor. It's like a hundred proof or something. Just pour the two together. That is your cocktail for this movie. Yes. Okay. There's no look, look. It's look. Come on, think of the think about the essence of this movie. Think about the atmosphere that this movie creates. This movie does not bother in creating nuance. It doesn't bother in creating complexity. It is nothing but action, and just and just enough plot to keep you going, but not a good amount of plot. Just plot, and that's where that that's why you can't have it be too complicated. Because then it doesn't fit the essence of the movie. You just keep it two simple ingredients. You got, you got, you got, you got the spirit of the movie, and then you got the part of the movie that keeps you fucking going. Okay, sh- sure. <laughs> I I feel I feel that this is foolproof. I feel that this is just this is how that that's a match made in heaven right there. If you say so, I am curious to to try this one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so for my drink, we got an all-American boy that fights an evil Russian in the 80s. We got karate. We got characters out of a 90s PSA. We got Seattle. How can we fit all of these things together? So what I present to you is a take on the drink, the high karate, which normally is two parts aged rum or spiced rum. One part lime juice, one part orange juice, one part pineapple juice, two tablespoons of maple syrup, and one dash of aromic bitters. Now, that sounds pretty good. In fact, I might try that one day I was myself. About to say, that's, that sounds quite delicious, actually. Yeah, it, it, but I'm now about to present you the uh, No Retreat, No Surrender Karate Punch. Okay? So we're going to take, we're going to replace... The two parts aged rum with two parts sake. P- decent, pretty pretty good sake. Pretty good sake. You know, this isn't going to be like, you know, five, ten dollar sake. You're, you, this, this, one's gonna, this one's gonna be like pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Replace the lime juice with one scoop of matcha. Get that Seattle coffee shop feel that also weirdly feels like something like a hipster dare kid would have drank instead of alcohol. <sighs> Let's keep the one part OJ. Cause I mean, that that's pretty American. Let's keep the one part pineapple juice too. Okay. You know, it feels tropical. Kind of like what the, what the California coast is really trying to be. 
It will even keep the two tablespoons of maple syrup. You know, an American breakfast is like this and OJ, you know, maple syrup, like an OJ. So we're going to keep all of that. And we'll be replacing the bitters with a dash, a, a small dash, like a it's only in the movie for 15 minutes dash of Goldline Beluga Vodka. Because if you're going to spend money on anything, you might as well spend it on the evil Russian that just barely appears in this movie. All right. I don't want to hear nothing about my cocktail <laughs> when you just pulled out that weird shit. <laughs> going, no, no, mine is going to be so, so well thought out and nuanced. I you too. I didn't say it was nuanced. Sake, matcha, orange juice, and vodka. How. Good, good, vodka, lo- good vodka. Good I'd vodka. love to know how that doesn't induce vomiting. I was like, that's that has to that has to double as Ipecac. Like, I mean, do you want to find out? Oh my god, we're having a no retreat, no surrender TikTok special. I we're mean, just, <laughs> no. Oh my god. To be fair, I would not drink this. I want to make that very I would not drink this. I would drink mine. I would drink mine. I wouldn't want to, but I'd probably consider drinking mine. Yours? If someone handed that to me, I would be like, get that out of my face. I feel like I'm not touching that. Like, to be fair, you and I both said way before we started this podcast, we would never drink beer and milk. And where are we today? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Never say never, especially with drink tasting. That is true. That is true. At this point, yeah, you're right. You're right. At this point, whenever we come up with a drink, we're going to be like, all right, we're going to, we'll be coming back to this one day. One yeah, day exactly. I was about to say, at this point, anytime, anytime one of us utters this inane shit, we can just always assume that this is going to come back to bite us in the ass. So guys, crack open a cold one, crack open your drink of choice. Crack open a weird uh, no retreat, no surrender karate punch or whatever Mike's drink was. Hey, it's Bijou and Gatorade. It's not that bad. Bijou and Gatorade. And let's talk. No retreat, no surrender. So we open up in where of all places, LA. We open up on this karate school it looks so old school i I am kind of here for it to be honest as i see yeah no this is big old school karate it it definitely looks like a like like a studio from the 70s Mm -hmm. you walk in and you're just like you're like oh shit all right (laughs) like hell hell yeah Yeah, it's got like the nice wood paneling in the back of the room the mats are like this weird blue retro color and there's something with the grain of this movie it like again karate kid no retreat no surrender they came out in the same decade within two to three years and with this movie it looks like they put like a film stock grain filter over everything because it just looks like it was filmed just way back then like way back oh, in the yeah. 60s and the 70s. It looks so low budget. It looks so low budget. It looks like forced low budget, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like they're like like they're like this guy this has to this has to look almost gorilla. Yeah, and we look at the class and so we get like 
the sensei, and we also get Jason, our main guy. And I mean, just by like looking at his technique, this this character, this guy, the actor, obviously knows what he is doing. With the, with this whole podcast, I'll probably be dropping little things like, oh yeah, this was this action scene was actually like really good and really well put together. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll <laughs> listener beware. It it it'll get a little nerdy. Yeah, it's going to get, yeah, with, well, we'll get into that later. So we get Jason, our main guy. They're working like this one technique, and he just fucking goes against what his sensei, which is, by the way, he is also his dad. The sensei is also Jason's dad. He goes against with a technique and what he was saying and just fucking, like, knocks his training partner on the ground and is, like, acting like Bruce Lee. And his dad just comes over and is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't, like... His words are, this isn't Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do karate. I, I, you know what? I'm with the dad on this, man. There's, if there's, if there's anything worse, it's training with a partner and having the partner just pull some extra shit out on you. Cause mm-hmm. you're, cause in no way in your brain or you like, man, you're so fucking cool. No, you're just like, you're like, you asshole, you asshole. Uh, we're prepped for this this motion. Why are you busting something else out? You don't look cool. You look like a dick. Yeah, you're, you're not being cool. You're just being an asshole. By the way, I think we should have mentioned this. I don't know if we mentioned this on this podcast, but myself and Mike, we also have a little bit of martial arts experience. So that's probably why we're like pointing these little things out throughout this review. I was about to say, emphasis on a little bit. We are by no means ready ready for amateur fights, but you know, we do it and we have a good time. I can maybe defend myself against a guy who is maybe the same size as me maybe <laughs> that's that i has, like yeah that, that, that has no training that has no training i want to make that clear exactly no if it's training we're, we're in trouble oh, yeah, but we're fucked <laughs> so yeah this guy beats the shit out of his training partner the sensei gets them all around and is this a class like filled with like like a kid's class, like a teenager's class. It looks like a teenager's class. Okay. It looks like a class filled with a bunch of 14 year olds. Okay. Then please explain to me why we had this one, just like 50, 60 year old man in the background with a mustache, wearing a gi in a class with kids. It looks like it's, it's like fucking, it, it's like Billy Madison. That one famous, famous like pit clip where it's like, where it's like Adam Sandler squeezed into like a kindergartner's chair. But it's just in like karate form. You got this grown ass man amongst teenagers. Like, <laughs> like, dude, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I'm pretty sure there's an adult class that goes on like later. <laughs> like, why are you here? So this whole scene's going on, and we get introduced to um a fucking mafia leader, like. The New York Mafia is yeah. in this movie with yeah. It looks like the mob. <laughs> okay, why? <laughs> I was like, I have no clue why the mobs here, but yeah, they, they're like the antagonist of the film. They're one of the many antagonists with this movie. That is true. There are like there are like four antagonists. <laughs> we'll get into those as we go on, but it's like we get like this mob leader. We get this. We get Jean. We got the mob leader. We got. Jean-Claude Van Damme, and we got this other guy who I don't know if you know who Count Dante is, 
but he's like this old dojo leader of like the 60s and 70s. He's one of these guys that own like one of these like fake martial arts schools. And he was allegedly he allegedly like bombed was responsible for some the dojo bombing of like the 1960s, 1970s. Dude, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, go down that rabbit hole. It's fucking weird. But he allegedly had like a technique that was like a poison hand technique that would kill a man. Never been never been proven. But just look up his picture. This guy in this movie looks like that. Guys. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you. But I thought you actually met Count Dante was in it, and I was like, Dude, that I was like, awesome. man, I was say, like, man, they really pulled him out of the woodworks. No, okay, okay, it's some guy who looks like him. that. Makes more sense. I mean, it would have been, it would have been cool. But I also have a question: Why the fuck is the New York mob interested in teenage karate classes in California? That's yeah. That's you know what? That's another. That's another one of those classic 80s movie plot holes that the movie goes, Shamish, shut up. Why you gotta ask so many questions? So he comes so the mafia is there trying to like get Dad Sensei to join their organization. Dad Sensei's like, hey, no, I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. I won't join. And he just pauses. Your organization. <laughs> <laughs> again so much electricity from so many of these actors i say that sarcastically all of these actors just they just suck like my like my god these people just do are not destined to be actors they're they're great martial artists but god damn are they are they bad we'll get in uh, i get i love this movie guys there's so much schlock there's so much like it We'll get into a lot later. Just, yes, bear, bear with us. So, Dad's is like, karate is not to be used aggressively. And, of course, what happens is a fight scene between Dad Sensei and Count Dante begins. And this really weird thing happens where the movie goes from, like, having this very, like, red, <clears throat> reddish hue with it, mm. like, in the opening dojo. And then when this fight scene starts... Everything kind of gets like more cyan. Yeah. Did, did you notice that? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, it's because, okay. yeah, no, exactly. Like the color, like the color filter or coloring or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. is just very, it's like, like, like if like to anyone, anyone who needs context, you know how when you watch the matrix, everything is tinted green for a really specific reason. Mm -hmm. So it's that they feel like they're in. So it feels like you're in the simulation. Mm hmm. This movie accidentally does the same thing, but in a really weird and confusing way that's not intentional at all. Mm -hmm. It's like the the this dojo scene is like a really weird red tint, but then as the movie goes on, it just gets progressively more and more just like light blue. <laughs> it's weird. And it's not like a natural, like, like, you know, where the blacks look black, like are dark and the whites are white and like the like it's like the midtones are like the green kind of like with the matrix it's like no you look at this film and like even like the the blacks and the whites are like even blue tinted and it just looks it doesn't look right it just it doesn't sit right and like somebody forgot to white balance their camera yeah exactly it literally just looks like someone forgot forgot to balance <laughs> so this fight scene happens it's sped up awesome fight scene looks really cool and then Jean-Claude Van Damme 
swoops in with like a flying sidekick off of one of the characters. And I didn't know this, but apparently this shot had to be done several times, like over and over and over again, because Jean-Claude Van Damme kept kicking this poor actor in the face. <laughs> I think one time in the knee too. It was supposed to kick in the chest. It was like, nope, nope, you got it, you got it. You got to, you got to kick him in the chest. It was like it just keeps kicking him in the face, just over and over. Dude, and over that's again. gotta, dude. I just love the idea of the of the of the director just turning to the guy who just got cut to go. All right, you got to run it back. Jean Claude kicked wrong, and like and like the guy's like, please no, please can we just use this shot? And Jean Claude's like, I'm really sorry, man. Well, okay, so this is actually something interesting I picked up when I was researching for this movie. And I wanted to bring it up. So in this, so the actor, Timothy Baker, he was actually called as a character witness against Jean-Claude Van Damme in a lawsuit filed by, I got the name right here, Jackson uh, Pinnicky, claiming, and Jackson Pinnicky was injured on the filming of some movie where he was a stuntman against Jean-Claude Van Damme. And uh, Jackson Pinnicky claimed that the poor performed kick were due to like carelessness on uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's part. So, and it got so bad that this guy actually ended up losing an eye or he like, lost vision in one of his eyes, I believe. What? Because of he like, took so many blows to the face for this movie. Well, not not for this, he, not for the, not for this movie. This wasn't the this wasn't oh, No Retreat, No Surrender. This was a oh, this was a separate situation. I thought, oh my god, I thought this was No Retreat, No Surrender, and I was like, oh, that dude, been, that a man sacrificed something for this movie just depresses me. No, this, this was um, the actor that was kicked in the that kept getting kicked in the head by Jean Claude Van Damme in No Retreat, No Surrender got called as a character witness. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. What the fuck? What is this movie? Why is why is there backstory to it? It's like there's backstory with like every single fucking technique. But yeah, I I was like, wow, that that just and it, apparently that's like a way with like a with like certain types of stuntmen they like to make contact to make it appear more realistic for the camera. I mean, I mean it does make it look more realistic, but at the expense of what? That's the question. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they have a good fight scene and yeah, the dad base, the dad has ACL just like torn just right in front of his students. Yeah. I was about to say they, the, 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 the finishing move that's done on the dad is just like, they just, you just watch it. You're just like, Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Oh, they, they did. They did. It. Yeah, I was like, they did a fucking number on him. That's for sure. Yeah. And again, another little thing with this scene. It's like Jason calls out for his dad and then they cut to another shot and then he calls out for his dad. It's the same fucking soundbite. They just used just back to back because he calls dad twice. And it's, it's it's apparent. Like I was like, like first time I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, he said it twice. It the same way. I don't know if I'm the only person who saw this, but Max, you can you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This movie dubs so much, mm-hmm. so poorly. Oh God! So, yeah. oh Dude. Lord, the dubbing is terrible. There's so many parts throughout this movie where, like, even in this even in this opening scene, 
Dad Sensei's lines that he's saying are not lining up with the words that are coming out of his mouth. It just, it's not right. No, it, it it's terrible. It's utterly fucking terrible. Yeah, and by the way, we get the Jean Claude Van Damme is known as Krasinski the Russian. <laughs> Krasinski, is that Krasinski? Uh, it's Krasinski. Krasinski the Russian. Like Mike said at the beginning, when in doubt, either go for, and when in doubt in the eighties, go for a German bad guy or a Russian bad guy, just for your 80s movie. I was about to say, you either, if you have a guy who sounds vaguely German, dress him up close enough to a Nazi mm-hmm. and make him imposing, or you just get a guy who looks vaguely European, make him make him huge, mm-hmm. and then make his accent really, 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 like, stereotypical. You got yourself a bad guy. They don't even, they don't even expect, most 80s action movies don't even explain the Russians' involvement. They just go, it's the Russians, and everyone's like, God damn it, them again. And that's all that's all the explanation that's there. And everybody just goes with it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's just, everyone's just like, yeah, that's right, they're bad. They're the bad guys. And after getting his ass kicked by the evil Russian, Dad Sensei's just like, well, there's nothing else to do but leave. And then they just fucking pick up their life from LA and move their ass up to Seattle. Bro, man got his ass kicked so bad. He changed zip codes. Dude, dude I don't think, look, okay. The messed up, the members of the messed up at midnight podcast have, have had their fair share of fights of which some of them, they have lost. I don't think there's been an ass beaten. I've had so bad in which I've been like, I gotta change. I gotta change locations. I gotta, that's, change, that's, I gotta change my name. Like, yeah, exactly. Like this dude literally changes his location, his job title, like everything. Yeah, I mean, he's like, you're not even gonna try to like, I don't know, fight this in court. You have a slew of witnesses behind you. Just be like, yeah, it was yeah. him. It was him. He tore my ACL. Yeah, like, and like, just put their ass behind bars, then boom, done. Movie's over. You don't got to worry yeah, about any of this shit. That's, that's my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing in movies is how like he's this dude blatantly commits like brutal assault, and like the guys like guys like guys like time to leave. We're not pressing charges or anything. You're like really? You're not gonna carry that shit because that's a pretty airtight fucking case. <laughs> this dude came in and strong armed you, <laughs> but no, he can't do it because. He's a man and he can't admit defeat even in the court of law. Damn it. God damn. God damn 80s. God damn 80s like toxic masculinity. So he picks up everything and moves to Seattle before Twilight made it cool. By the way, that's our third Twilight reference on this podcast. One more. And I think think we agreed we had to cover it. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, you you gotta watch your mouth, man. Because if you do another one, then we're gonna have to do a fucking do do a whole thing on it. Hey, you gotta watch out too. Oh no. Oh that that's really great because you've painted me into a corner now. All I gotta do is say it once. I have not made a Twilight reference. I you are the one who has made all the Twilight references. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> Let me use that soundbite. Just you're a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, clip it. I swear. So they moved to the C- so they moved to Seattle, 
Jason's wearing like his discount, like Daniel LaRusso, like sleeveless shirt and jeans. We get like some funky 80s soundtrack to Jason setting up his his training area. He just fucking destroys it before it even gets started by like trying to backflip off some shelves. He literally no, when you say he looks like Daniel LaRusso, he looks exactly like Daniel LaRusso. Like, like in, the, in the beginning the weird, scene, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning. No, obviously in later scenes yeah. he doesn't. But like in the beginning scene, like you said, he's got the jeans, the sh- the trainers. He's got the fucking the fucking cut off shirt. He's even got the ridiculous short haircut shit that he's got up in the front. Like I'm telling you, he he is a he's just he is just a a, a pastier Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> Little side note here: I love the Karate Kid. It, it was oh, like, I do too, man. That's classic but there is a big place in my heart for the original karate kid oh how could there not be man (laughs) and i love cobra kai too cobra kai never die (laughs) (laughs) ah you nerd oh fuck you you love it too (laughs) all right that's fair (laughs) so so jason's messing up the house and he goes back out to like get some more stuff from his mom's car and then we meet rj oh oh my god listen great value michael jackson dude okay hold up <laughs> yes you are right yeah are right. he looks like he looks like he looks like he looks like a walmart michael jackson not even with just this but in like a later scene he actually dresses like him yes no yeah yeah in the later scene you just go oh oh, oh, oh my god you're like oh my god dude, the best part about seeing him like this first time is so jason goes out He's getting some stuff from his car. A basketball like rolls away and just like a bike comes out of nowhere. Like we cut to another random shot. A bike comes out of nowhere. We have no idea like where in relation he is to Jason. And like he picks up the basketball, holds it up to his ear and just goes, yes. <laughs> I, dude, RJ has the best moments in this movie. I love opinion. RJ. RJ, so RJ, is, RJ is a, RJ is a walking like, RJ is a walking like 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 harassment case waiting to happen. <laughs> RJ just does a lot of shit that you're just like, what and why? <laughs> Listen, but RJ will go for his friends. Like, if if you no. if you're his friends, he has got your back one hundred percent. RJ RJ is a ride or die, and I do have just mounds of respect for RJ being such a ride or die, but there are so many moments in this movie with, that involve RJ that I'm just sitting there just going like, like what, what? <laughs> like, like I just left going like, what's the, what's the intention here? Let's, what direction are we moving in everybody? Like why? Speaking of like random cuts to so like RJ and Jason, they have like their bonding moment where they'd be, they like become friends out in front of his house. RJ's like, oh yeah, let me help you move. And then we suddenly hard cut to this fat guy eating cake across. Yeah. Like, by the way, again, we have it just hard cuts. We have no idea like the perspective yes. or like where he is in relation yes. to Jason and RJ. It's just we see Jason and RJ and they're moving some stuff, and then boom, fat guy just eating a cake in his front yard like it's, looking at them dude this dude to anyone who sits there and goes like oh yeah millennials and gen z's man their attention span is so terrible i'm like bro 
The 80s were not that much better. Look at the heart. The cuts in this movie are such that I'm like, we got to, well, we got to calm down. What happened? How, who's he? <laughs> like, like, there's no warm up. There's no buttering you up for this. It's just like, all they do is just hard cut to this dude. Just stuff in his face with cake. Which one? Hey, I respect it. I, respect I get it. it. I get it. <laughs> well, we, we've all had those moments. But like, I'm like, why? Why is he out front? Who is he? Why? Why is he chosen the lawn as his table? What's, I have multiple questions. It, it just makes absolutely no sense. We hard cut, and that happens a lot throughout this movie. There are scenes later when, again, it has a similar hard cutting nature to just this place or these people where we're like, uh, what? Who are you people? Why are we here? And it makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, it's fantastic. It's great. It's also very tiring. I want to know, like, does this guy just like just stand out in front of his house, just eating cake, just waiting for shit to happen? And when he finally sees Jason and RJ, he's like, ah, yes, (laughs) my patience has paid off. I like like he's just a he's just a stationary malevolent force. Like he's like an angry like Snorlax from Pokemon. Like he's like I'm just going to eat and eat and if something I don't like comes near me, I will enact my wrath. But until then, I will just sit and eat. So enough about this fat guy for for the time being. We go to I believe it was when Jason and RJ are like setting up this like back garage where Jason's going to do some training. RJ just starts rapping and moonwalking for some I, weird reason. This, this and it's breakdancing it, too. Like it just feels really weird that like, that like they introduce a black guy and not even two minutes later, he's rapping. You're just like, you're like this feels really, really odd. Like they can't have a normal conversation. And also this is very unprompted. Like, it's not like, RJ isn't like, oh, you do martial arts? Well, I do, like, beatboxing and rapping. Like, there's none of that. RJ just starts, and you're like, what is going on? Then he, like, never, like, he never raps ever again. And this this is, like, a one-time thing. It's it's so confusing. It's so, so odd. And And in their, like, back and forth, we find out that Jason has only been doing karate for... Three years. <laughs> Which, by the way that he was moving, I was like, no, 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 no. You've been doing, you, you've been doing it longer than that, bro. Like, no way. I like, yeah, like, he goes, I'm a fast learner. Like, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, you learned those moves. You learned how to do that shit in three fucking years. You gained that flexibility in three fucking years. Like, dude, how old, how old is this kid? How how old do you think he's supposed to be? Like 16, 15, yeah, like okay. absolutely he's supposed to be like 15, 16. Yeah, like there there is no way. That's no, no. No, no. It's not possible. It's not possible. No. I, I like I like this. You see, resident karate guy it has has some has some choice words to say about the strong, skill level of this strong kid. opinions about this guy. By the way, the reason I found out about this movie, now that you mention it was I don't know if you've heard of karate combat. I have not, no. Dude, okay, so it's like karate it's like you get a bunch of dudes like they're wearing like 
gi pants and like a black belt around their waist, no shirt, and they fight in like this weird pit thing with like 45 degree angle walls surrounding them. It's got Bass Root and commentating. On one event, it was like Marshawn Lynch was commentating. Brian Callahan was there because, of course. And it's got like, yeah. the aesthetic of like 80s, 90s video games. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love this. Oh, I, fu- uh, I fucking I've never love, heard of this. Dude, but I love you know karate combat. It, okay, all right. It, it doesn't surprise me that Brian Callahan's involved. But Marshawn Lynch, that's a left. That's a that's out of left field. I'm gonna be honest. Anyways, before we go down a rabbit hole of karate fucking combat, we gotta get back to where the fat kid ties into all this. Oh yeah, so we go back to the fat kid just sitting out his front. I'll get to karate combat one of these days. Just, 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 just you wait. So we go back to the fat guy who's just chilling on his front lawn, quoting like Dirty Harry, I think, and he's got like yeah. this pressure hose. He's quoted Clint Eastwood. That's for damn sure. And he has a pressure. He has he has a pressure washer. Yeah, he's like and his dad comes out and is like being a dick and yelling at him about like, hey, you need to, you need to like you know clean up. Like I'm sure he mentioned something about being divorced. I I don't remember. I'm just I'm just making just a yeah, radical. The, the guy literally just sits there and is just like he's just like you fucking idiot. Why are you sitting around eating cake? Clean up the fucking grass. And I'm like. You know what? Normal reasons to be bad. I'm going to be honest. You're like, I get it. But like this fat guy, like he in the distance, he sees RJ just he's just out here, just like living his best life, like, you know, yeah. on his bike, just vibing. And this fat guy just decides to just ruin all of that by spraying him with a high powered pressure washer yeah, and just remove his, just fucking remove his face. Why don't you? I was about to say like, like it's really, well, it's really confusing to me. Like that, that like if it was, you could have just used a hose like, and he just like does the thumb over half of the, half of the nozzle thing mm-hmm. where it increases the pressure and you just spray him. Like that would have been like a little more like, ah, Okay. He's a high-powered pressure washer. The thing that will, like, actually damage you. And he's just, like, and decides to, to point blank get RJ in the face. Like, like, wow. All right. I didn't think we were going for a misdemeanor today, but okay. Cool. And, of course, RJ just, you know, being the immortal, weird Michael Jackson being that he is, just gets up and is perfectly fine. Meanwhile, like, the fat guy just starts chasing him. And they go through like this, like two construction workers trying to move stuff. RJ swerves around him and the fat guy like jumps over the thing that the construction guys were carrying. And the construction guy's like, oh, yeah, wow, that, that, that was very yeah. impressive. They, they clap. <laughs> yeah, no, I was the best. I was the best. These 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 nine to five hourly workers are sitting there doing their job. And then they see a fat kid just 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 hurdle jump over over what they're carrying and they're just like no we didn't think you would do that they just start like applauding him and i'm like what and then the best part no no you stopped before the best part is like rj like there's a second like hurdle of sorts Mm -hmm. and and like rj's on the other side just like kind of smug like ha bitch what are you gonna do about it you don't think you can do it a second time and then rj looks to the construction workers for like approval and they're like you can do it man go for it and i'm like 
you are grown men. Why are you encouraging a child to vault? Why are you encouraging a fat kid to vault over a, a, a fence? <sighs> I mean, you know, they probably have nothing. Else. Like, they're probably, like, already done with their job. They're just, like, trying to get the hours in. So they're just like, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's just have some fun while we're here. Yeah, exactly. They're just, let's watch this kid be a fucking idiot. So, like, he actually does make the second jump. And, our, like, well... RJ causes like the fat guy to break his like cankles. He likes he like he does like some weird thing where like he sits on the ground like RJ's like swerves his like some skate was like a skateboard. Is like a skateboard? A, okay, is a skateboard. So he got like a skateboard. He as R, as the fat guy jumps over RJ pushes the skateboard underneath and just breaks this kid's ankles. <laughs> I was about to say. And, the, and the fat kid's just sitting on the ground screaming like a, like a He-Man. And I'm like, Ooh, I'll get you RJ. Yeah. No, he literally sits there and waves his fucking fist and goes, and goes, I swear you're dead. The next time I see you RJ. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? I was like, one RJ just decides to like, RJ just decides, like, I'm going to potentially, like, send this kid to the hospital. I'm going to just make it so this guy can never walk for the rest of his life. I'm just swing this skateboard just underneath his legs and cause him just to fall straight on his ass. On concrete, too. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not like it was grass where he could have, like, hit his head and he'd be like, oh, okay, you get a best. It's fucking the sidewalk. <laughs> And after this, RJ goes to his best friend's house, where they decide to go make a pilgrimage to Bruce Lee's grave, and they even buy flowers. It's that's the way the movie wants you to feel. Yeah, no, it's no, they literally, literally, RJ stops off at what's the what's the kid's name? Jason, Jack, Jason, Jason. Yeah, sure, yeah. I we're, I'm assuming it's Jason. This is like two two podcasts back to back where the main character's named is Jason. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Go to it's, go it's, to bad movie name, I guess. I, I, I don't yeah, know. exactly. You know what? That's the whatever. It's and they go to. I don't know how you guys were in high school, but I know for sure that that my co-host and I weren't like, hey. Time to have a hard party and fun time. You want? You know what we should do? Go to a grave of this famous person, like, and talk to them. Yeah, you're like, oh, this, this is a little weird. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so, so honest. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Even like, they go to the grave, and Jason even knows what like Bruce Lee's favorite flowers are. I mean, it's. I gotta ask you a question. Like, after like seeing this, and like hearing about like how much like seeing the posters on jason's wall and all that what is the borderline between being a fanboy being overly obsessed and well i guess you know and criminal like something that should be criminal i was about to say i mean he had he is he is uh, bruce lee is has been dead for many years Mm -hmm. at this point for like 12 or 13 years Mm -hmm. so i gotta say you know what? Of all the people to be obsessed with, pretty safe one. Fair enough. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's gonna go full Ed Gein, so I think he's good. Not yet, not yet, anyway. Not yet, not yet. We're not, we're not ruling it out. But I'm just saying, at his current mental state, I think he's good. I think it's like, because like I am a, I am a big fan of Bruce Lee's. Mm-hmm. I think he's just so cool. 
so influential and just he's an all-around badass mm-hmm. in every in every facet of his life. But I do agree. This kid is a little weird with his intensity on how much he loves Bruce Lee. Like it's it's, it's, it's a little bit too much. It's enough where it's just like, hey man, do you are you okay? Do you like, do you, do you like do you like go camping or do you like do anything else or is it just martial arts and Bruce Lee? You like anything else? And if the answer is no, then you're like, oh, you kid, buddy. Like, hey, son. have you tried? Have you tried going outside? Have you tried like, uh, hiking? Grass? Have you tried? Uh, have you tried golfing? Like, yeah, you know, so- yeah, something yeah, else. Like, you know, like why don't you just pick up like why don't you pick up like croquet or some shit? Have like, you, have you heard of this thing called uh, anime? Oh, I, I think I think you'll like it. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Have you heard of this hit show? It's just it just came out. It's called Dragon Ball Z. Bro, bro, if this movie came out like in the nineties, like Jason would all be about Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely, dude. Are you shitting me? He would be the biggest Dragon Ball Z stan. I mean, favorite Dragon Ball Z saga. Real quick, go. Oh, uh, fucking uh, Boo Saga. Okay, it's got the coolest moments. Okay, Cell Saga for me. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I mean don't... yeah, yeah. I love. Oh, we could. Oh, this could be a whole episode. Whoa, whoa, but we got. We got to get whoa, back. Whoa, to wait, the wait. Act. We've been kind of going all over the place. So, no retreat, no surrender. Going back to this, and okay, if he, if Jason is such a hardcore Bruce Lee fan, Jason refers to him as. Sensei Lee. Now, Sensei, I don't know if you knew this, but that is a Japanese term. <laughs> yeah, and, it's not Chinese. Yeah, and Bruce Lee is Chinese. The correct term would be Sifu. Sifu Lee. Yes. So, yeah. Jason, what the fuck are you doing? You are not a true Bruce Lee fan. Otherwise, That's you would have fucking known that. He's being a racist. <laughs> he's racist we are strictly speaking about the character in the movie exactly (laughs) the mess of midnight podcast is not making any allegations (laughs) exactly the mess of midnight podcast does not make any allegations against the uh movie against the actors in the movies that it is reviewing (laughs) we are just trying to have a drink and have fun (laughs) oh my god so the we randomly go to this other scene where like the fat guy and his, I guess cronies are in like, I don't know what, like a, it looks, it's not a McDonald's. It's too nice to be a McDonald's, but it's it like, looks it's like, it's like a Whataburger. Yeah. It looks like yeah, it does. It looks like, you know, it, it's got the same vibes as those old Wendy's, mm-hmm. the brown see, ones, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it like looks like a, it looks like a, like a Whataburger yeah. in terms of just general, like high class vibe. It, and I can't believe I just referred to Whataburger as high class. <laughs> higher, but, higher, you know, higher class in like Mc, like a McDonald's or like you or a Taco Bell. Hey, don't you be talking like about Taco Bell? Like I, hey, I love I love me some tea bell, but we got to be honest with ourselves. Taco Bell is not high class dining. <laughs> Which speaking of his cronies, I want to ask you a question. Who is his friend with this weird ponytail like rat tail combination yes yes the one with the okay all right one of his cronies that just occupied all of my energy and all of my attention is just this guy in this white cutoff shirt 
which seems to be a standard in this movie. Not, I mean, I'm not complaining, but I'm also not praising it. Uh, it's and <laughs> he just has a rat tail. Now, for those who don't know, a rat tail is a thin, like braided hair, singular hair string that goes usually off the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has chosen to make his rat tail around around as large as two fingers put together mm-hmm. and yet have it come out of the left side of his head it is it, the weirdest thing and, and the weird thing is like i don't think he, he i don't think he said anything throughout the entire movie i could be wrong he might have actually had dialogue i don't i don't remember that but i did like i remember seeing like when any shot that like he was involved in, I just my eyes just immediately like went to that rat tail, and I was like, I, I, I just could not get my fucking eyes off of that. It was just, yeah. it was just looking back at me. It was taunting it, me. It was just it, it's, right fucking there. It's 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 almost it, what makes it worse is that there were multiple mullets in this scene. Hey, and hey, there are multiple hey, hey. mullets we in the are, movie. We are mullet positive here. Hey, we are mullet positive, and I am not saying that we are not, but I'm just saying the fact that this podcast pointed out a dude with a rat tail coming out of the side of his head before we pointed out the mullets is like that is wow. That 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 show that is that's proof that this dude occupied our fucking brains. One day we will do like a top ten mullets in cinema like podcast but not absolutely not yet we got to finish talking about this movie so it's a it's a mini podcast series <laughs> so the fat guy sees just rj out on his bike at a at the restaurant and one of his cronies asks, like why do you hate him and he responds i have my reasons and he's like i, I mean i'm 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 just sitting here thinking like it kind of sounds like you don't like rj for like a few reasons and i'm I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And just sit there and go, well, hey, man, I'm going to be honest. RJ hasn't exactly done a whole lot to provoke you. And you said you, quote, have your reasons. I don't want to put two and two together, but you got But I feel like your reasons should be more vocalized because otherwise I'm going to a place that I think is a little more incriminating than you expect. Yeah. And like I said, we're we're we're, we're just going to leave it at that. So yes. they go out, they corner RJ. And RJ is like trying to book it away from them, but he gets into a corner and RJ tries to like donkey kick the fat guy outside of the restaurant, like with both of it, like he's laying on the table and he tries to use both of his feet to donkey kick him. And the fat guy just pulls like an Andre the Giant and just doesn't fucking move. Meanwhile, (laughs) RJ just is sent flying over this table and I'm like, dude, no, no, no. This movie does not need to end with Jason. Spoiler alert. This movie does not need to end with Jason fighting Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just send this fat guy in there. And he's just like, nope. Like, he's just going to walk through him like a... Like I was about to say, Jason's going to be sitting there just throwing punches. And, like, elbows. And, like, like, like high kicks. And he's just going to be eating them all. <laughs> like, it's fucking... Like, it's breakfast. Like, he's just, nothing's going to phase this guy. Yeah, this big old fat guy is just going to just keep just walking him down. But, you know, because because of, you know, RJ's good friend, Jason comes in. He saves the day. They stand back to back. There's a little fight scene. They stand back to back and they say, no retreat, no surrender. Hey, I'm like, hey, that's the title of the movie. That was pretty fucking cringeworthy, hey, if I do say so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they said the thing. But I don't think they should have said the thing. Mm. 
not yet. If they were going to say it, not yet, because immediately after they do say it, the fucking manager of like this Wendy's Whataburger comes out and then they just fucking run away. And I'm like, dude, whatever happened to no retreat, man? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was about to say, you missed the first half of your mantra. (laughs) So after this, the uh, Jason goes back to his sensei dad, who, by the way, he's now walking with like a cane and just turns into like a full blown like mad dad. Yeah, like I, I'm going to be honest in the first in the very, very first scene of the movie, I don't register that he is the dad. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, now I'm like, <laughs> I at this point, I only just realized that that was the dad. And I was like, oh, I thought he was just this like angry roommate. <laughs> you just thought this old, like 40, 50 year old man who was with like, this I just teenage did... kid was his roommate. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I just I just thought I didn't even I think I looked pretty good for 40. I'm gonna be honest. He looked pretty good for 40. I was like, I thought he was like in his like early mid-30s. I was like, I don't know. Alright. <laughs> Why would a teenager be living with an old man? Actually, no, no, I'm not even going to ask that question. I, I'm just going to shut like, myself up just right now. It's the 80s, man. Who knows? <laughs> so this dad is pissed. Um, Jason goes to his room. And like this is where we see like all of these Bruce Lee pictures on the wall. That's just so fucking confusing. And Jason gets mad. <laughs> you know, he beats up a punching bag. And then all of a sudden we're at a kickboxing match on this. And like, okay, I want to set it up. So we see this kickboxing match and then we realize, okay, it's Jason and RJ watching this match. And then we get a shot of the TV where it looks like, it looks like a microwave, like an old, old microwave that they took like the, the crisp, clean kickboxing footage that the filmmakers went out and got on their fancy cameras for the eighties and they didn't do anything to like make it look like it was behind a TV screen. They just kind of like, and we're just gonna crop it in here. And oh yeah, b- boom, th- there you go. And you can clearly tell <laughs> that like this, this like image, like obviously the image on the TV is like an actual movie, but like everything outside of it just looks like a still picture. Because if you look really closely, you can see like noise surrounding the image, and it's just like not moving the way that normal film grain would. And again, that's probably only something me and like another person out there noticed. I was about to say, I was about to say, you know what? Most of the time I can sit there and be like, I noticed it as well. Like, not this time. I kind of just went, I kind of just went, oh, it's fight footage and just kept moving. Like, I did not notice that. But now that you did, the the next time I watch this movie, if I am not three sheets to the wind, I will. I will be sure to let you. Are you telling me you're not noticing the intricate technical details that cinema has to offer? I I, like I I I was never I was never I don't have the trained eye that you do, Max. I I it is a very surface level thing for me. Actually, surface level relative to you. (laughs) I am in no way claiming that I am an expert in the field. I want to make that very clear. I am just a dude. Anyway, so art. So they decide to go check out this gym. Like while they're watching this kickboxing match, they decide to check out this gym. Like, hey, we need to go check out this gym where this guy trains. And then immediately in the next scene, they're going to check out this gym. I'm kind of like, okay, well, what, what, 
Was the point of this scene just so they would say, oh, we need to go check out this gym. And then the next scene, oh, we're going to check out this gym. It kind of feels a little redundant. Yeah, it's it's completely unnecessary. Like, oh, the whole scene is dedicated to them just going, let's go check out the gym. Like, you could have just cut to them going to the gym. You already do enough cuts as is. Yeah, we're just like, dude, we don't, we like, if you can like cut certain things, if it doesn't like further the story, then cut it. And again, this scene did say like, hey, let's go check out this gym. But it literally feels like it was only there so they would do that. You, you couldn't have done something, I don't know, a little bit different like they watched it at like the i don't know the restaurant or something i i don't know i don't know they 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 should i think they should, there was a, like a better way to where they wouldn't need to include that scene and we go on to the next scene where jason and rj go check out this gym that this guy owns and it's it's a it's a good looking gym it's, it's like it's a pretty solid gym with like a front desk and everything And we go to this. I was about to say, I I feel like you paused for me to like put something in, but it's like, <laughs> dude, I, dude, I was just trying to find my place in the notes because I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was a, I thought that was a pause for me to jump in, and I was just like, I really have nothing to add. <laughs> I mean, go to the gym, and it is in fact a gym. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking keeping that in. We're just fucking rolling with it. I lost my place in the notes because, by the way, but guess what? We're not professionals at this. I'm just gonna keep on going. <laughs> Absolutely. So they decide, like, hey, like, Jason's like, hey, I want to find a place to train. The guy's like, hey, the locker room's over here. So Jason and RJ go into the locker room. I was, okay, all right. I was about to say, before, as, I was about to say, one thing I'll say is the guy, as 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 Jason sits down and just get, turns to the secretary and just goes, hey, I want to train. She goes, all right, uh, okay, cool. Fill out this form. Mm-hmm. Standard procedure. Yep, You're like, exactly, cool. Yep. Can do Jason is there for maybe two or three seconds Mm -hmm. writing shit down before RJ jumps in and goes, did you remember your name? And you're like, ha 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 funny before he even is able to go back and put his pen to the paper. The dude cut the, like the dude who's like the sensei or whatever Mm -hmm. comes by and just goes and just goes, I'll take that. Just take it out of Jason's hand. And you're like, you're like, Cool. I guess cotton. I guess continuity is not important here. He, he just he just doesn't give a shit about the wave or whatever. It's like, and he puts your first name. I was like, okay, that's fine. It counts. It's okay. It's fine. Come on. Yeah, I was that. like, I was like, man, this dude is just a walking legal problem. So they so as Jason and RJ go into the locker room, we get the reveal. Oh, the bully is in the gym. I'm like, oh, where is this going to go? Is he gonna go talk? And then we just get this like this random scene of Jason and RJ just in the locker room. They have like they exchange like three sentences, and then it's back out to where they were training. Again, again, much like what I had said earlier in this cast, RJ's involved in scenes that you're just like, why, why, why is? I get it, man. You you need screen time, but like, why the fuck are you here? Listen, RJ is a ride or die. He he right. He's a right. He's a little too big on the ride part. He you should focus on the more the or die part. So we go back to the main dojo. The bully goes to talk to the sensei, and it's really weird. Like 
when they're speaking, when they're like saying words, you can hear like gym. You can hear like the same noises you would hear at like, you know, any gym, like, you know, the squeaking of feet going by, like punching the bags as they're talking. But as soon as the, um, they're done talking, it's just dead silent. Like that goes away. Like it really feels like they said, hey, anything above like 32, like anything above like this certain audio range, just get rid of it. Just fucking just, cut it. <laughs> just, just doesn't fucking matter. And then when they're like speaking, you can wow. still hear it underneath. Like it, 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 I don't know. It feels weird and it's stark. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it is very odd because they're just hanging out and then it's just silence. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Word. Okay. <laughs> So Bully's talking to Sensei and he's pulling the whole like Johnny Lawrence is the real hero of Cobra Kai theory where this bully here is saying like, hey, like I I am the victim here. Like I was beat up by that guy. And the Sensei just is like, I bet and just fucking rolls with it. And he and the Sensei actually goes over to Sugarfoot Cunningham, <laughs> who is an actual martial like an actual kickboxer, an actual martial artist. But what he isn't is a I hate saying this. He isn't a good actor in this movie. <laughs> no, no. My God, does he suck? He's just smiling and he's like, eat me up. I'm nobody's lunch. <laughs> it's just, he delivers lines. He delivers lines like he's not 100% sure what to say, but he has to put on a big face and put on a real can-do attitude whenever he says it. Everything is just, he says it so bubbly it's the weirdest shit so they have so jason comes out and the sense is like oh i'm i'm gonna get him now so they decide like to do some sparring on these like hardwood floors so jason so the sensei says hey you're gonna be sparring my best student so jason spars sugarfoot cunningham who just fucking takes it to him (laughs) And that must that must have been actually terrifying to be in those. I mean, sparring with like an actual kickboxer who has actually knocked out people. Yeah, I was about to say that that would have scared me if I was an actor in Hollywood. And they're like, "Okay, you're gonna be, you're gonna be like sparring against this guy," and you're like, oh, "Okay, cool, cool, cool." Who is it? And they're like, "Oh, Sugarfoot Cunningham." And you're like, "Oh, who? Fucking what?" So, <laughs> okay, so they spar. The long and the short of this scene is that Jason. Well, first of all, RJ comes to the fucking rescue and in the like in the middle of this, again, consensual sparring match, Jason, you know, allegedly signed a waiver, you know, no injuries like any and all injuries are responsible of me. I signed this waiver recognizing that I waive my rights, what it like X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. And RJ just comes in like in the middle of the sparring match, takes Jason and they just fucking run out of there. Yeah. <laughs> rj again like a like a weird like mom just sits there and lunges in when when jason's getting his ass handed to him and it's just like and it's just like we're leaving (laughs) like like, okay fine i guess so as they're leaving we get like the sensei saying la karate i am impressed because that was one of the main things like the bully said like oh he said seattle karate isn't shit la karate is where it's at Ha 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 ha. And by the way, here's where I jump in and say, look, if you are like any true martial artist, like in a similar coast, like you are either you are like six steps away from some you're like a step or two away from somebody who knows somebody who trained like at this school. That's just that's Mm -hmm. just the way that these martial arts programs are. Like 
if oh, you're yeah. in Seattle, you probably know somebody who trains out of LA. So yeah, exactly. That being said, exactly. like you know, you would know you would know someone who is from there, unless you're from like rinky dink small town school of like I don't know ten people. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then we randomly cut to Kelly's birthday party. <sighs> who is this person? Who are I, these people? Uh, Did we switch <laughs> movies? Why are we here? It doesn't matter. I oh. I, I like this. God damn this movie. God damn this movie. It's just, I don't know who, who the fuck Kelly is, what her relation to anyone is. Just, she's here and she's having a party. It's just like, like, like in the Karate Kid, like with our opening scene with Daniel LaRusso, he is at the beach party. So we say, okay, Daniel is at this beach party and then he meets Allie. Now imagine if Daniel wasn't at that beach scene and we just randomly cut to people playing soccer and Allie's there and she's fighting with her boy. Like we'd be like, okay, who are these people? What's going on? It's like this scene because our main character is not here yet, but who is there is the bad guys. We get like, how do, how do these people know her? Why is the assistant instructor who was here at the beginning that spoke to Jason, why is he here? Is he supposed to be in high school? Are they even in high school? We haven't even seen them in school. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. This movie, this movie has too many moments where you're left going. Who are these people? Are they grown adults or are they students? How, how old, how old are these people? How do they? Know? Yeah. Cause we're too, this, Movie has too many questions that are very basic. Yeah, because like Dean, the assistant instructor, he looks like forty, and Kelly, at oldest in this scene, like when I first saw her, I was like, she looks like at oldest twenty two. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly definitely looks 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 like she she she's able to play a high schooler. Yeah, but and then we randomly cut. Dean, Dean does not. Dean Dean looks old. Dean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But which exactly. So I feel like I'm saying that a lot because like there's a lot of stuff that happens later in this movie. Oh yeah. So this random guy comes in and Kelly's like, oh hell like hey. And it's the guy from like the kickboxing match. They hug, and I'm like, okay. This guy has her hand on her hip, and I'm like, okay, this must be like, you know, Kelly's boyfriend, and Dean was just trying to like sneak underneath. And this guy who is just kind of like having his hand and is just lingering on her hip for a weird, for like a long amount of time says, how's my little sister? Yeah, I heard that in my roommate and I both went, excuse me. We were just like, oh, what, what the fuck? Please. Because we were receiving, because I remember I was receiving the exact same sentiment that you are, which was, Okay, so they're so they're like together to some capacity or something like that, and then they go, "How's my little sister doing?" And you're like, "What? Oh, what? Excuse, ex- <clears throat> what? <laughs> what? What just happened?" Yeah, so the guy from like the kickboxing match, I believe his name was what Ian, I think. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about some, right. Some stereotypical white guy name. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he gets like a random call and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like it's the guys from the beginning. So they're. So apparently, oh, there's a conflict, not just, you know, with L.A. karate, but with the entire West Coast karate scene. And Ian's leaving and he actually collides with Jason. I'm like, oh, so 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 he knows these people, too. 
does, does he know Kelly? What what like what what what's going on here? So Ian and Jason collide. They're like, okay, sorry, and they go their separate ways. Jason goes and knocks on the door. Kelly opens the door, and I'm like, okay, so they're so they're they're talking, like they're having an interaction, and they yeah. like make out later, and I'm like, what? <laughs> It feels like it feels like there's a director's cut that includes a lot of a lot of a lot of extra scenes that just for some fucking reason the producers were just like that's ah, not necessary. You're like, oh yeah, it's like it's maybe like, it's like we have never seen these two characters interact before, and then oh, all of a sudden they are like interacting, and Jason gets her like a pet rabbit, which you know. Yes, he didn't poke air holes in the. I, he brought, no, and I'm like, I love that. I love that. It's Jason shows up to give to give Kelly her gift for the birthday, and he has a wrapped package. And you're like, okay, cool. It's probably just like a bracelet or like some shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking rabbit, and you're like, okay, one, no, like you said, no air holes. They wrapped that bitch up tight. <laughs> She just opens. She just and opens like, it up, and it's just a dead rabbit. It's like, baby, no, not exactly and, and what the, I wanted. Not exactly a corpse. No, it's no. And then like the other, I'm pretty sure that the package, like Jason, gets fucking jostled around as well. Like his package gets like bumped or some shit like that. Which means the rabbit is not only traumatized but also lacking oxygen, meaning that. Once that rabbit gets the fuck out, it's throwing hands at whoever, whoever it sees. <laughs> By the way, I, random question. But where the fuck is RJ? Why wasn't he invited to this party? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, what, what, who? Where's, you're trying to tell me that Dean and Jason and Ian all know Kelly, but RJ doesn't? What's... What's RJ doing? Why do they have a problem with RJ? Why would why would they have a problem with RJ? Exactly. Why would they have a problem with RJ? It's 1985. Why would they have a problem with RJ? What's the issue here, guys? Please, yeah, exactly. please explain to me what the issue with RJ not being invited to this party is. <laughs> God. That feels really baity. Yeah. I was like, what's the issue, Michael? What is the yeah, issue? Exactly. Answer the question. Answer the question. We're all waiting. So Ian goes off back to his school. And oh, shit, it's the New York uh, mob guy from the beginning who's just also randomly in this movie. And oh, yeah, by the way, the New York mob guy, like when he's talking to Ian, drops the fact that his sister, Kelly, uh, just turned 17. 17. And she was talking to Dean, a guy who looks forty. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna leave Dean. I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if he's forty, but like he looks, he, he looks, looks older. Yeah, he looks, he looks old enough to where you're like, I don't know about that one. You're like, I don't know how comfortable I am with this this scenario. So after the, so the New York mob guy is telling. Ian, like, hey, we will have your dojo. And meanwhile, his sm- his thugs are in the background. I'm just like, wait, wait a second. Like, okay, so I, so I think we had like Count Dante guy, but where the fuck is Jean Claude Van Damme? He's just not there. Oh yeah, no, it's it's again, <laughs> the movie only had enough money to pay Jean Claude Van Damme. 
for him to be there for a very small portion of the movie. So they went, all right, we gotta, we gotta really stretch our dollar here. So he's out doing something else. Oh, we've been recording for a while. So I'm just going to try to just speed through these next scenes. so We can get to like the really good talking points. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we go back to the party. Um, Kelly reveals that Jason was like, Oh, Jason's a friend from mine from LA. We, we met last summer and I'm like, Oh, so it's already been a year. So Dean takes this and just like straight up sexually assaults Kelly by kissing her without her consent. Yeah. And J- classic. Classic. I mean, of course it's, it's the eighties. What do you expect? It's the eighties. <laughs> so Dean and Jason, they have this encounter. Dean drops the line of like, you know, Hey, watch it, buddy. And I'm, I'm sitting there like halfway expecting him just to shake his fist and say, Oh, why I oughta. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, Oh my God. It's, it's just, it's that, it's that eighties, like clean sort of talk. Mm-hmm. That's just like, that's just like, Hey bucko, you better back up before I bust your buns. And you're like, like, you're like, Man, if they were allowed to swear, I I'm assuming it would be a little more current, but because they can't, oh, it dates you, them. You oh, better it watch it, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like you're like, oh, I'm really fucking scared now, Dean. So there's like a conflict there. They have like a fight. Jason gets shoved over a table. Jason is embarrassed, and he like leaves this party. Kelly tries to follow Jason like Jason don't do this and Jason just drives angstily through the night to his other dad's grave and by his other dad I mean Bruce Lee and Jason just stands there saying just sincerely you have to help me you need to help me and you know then he returns to his actual dad and his actual dad says <laughs> you've been fighting again haven't you and I'm like no bitch this this, this torn shirt that I'm wearing, it was from a car accident. Yes, I've been fighting again. The fuck do you it's, expect? Um, it's just, oh my god. I, why is the dad just like, this, he's coming out there just being like, being like asking stupid ass questions. Why should they just be like, why are you fighting again? <laughs> also, like, your kid's getting his ass kicked. Let him you can fight. at least sit there and just go, yeah, you at least sit there and just go, hey, here's how you get your ass kicked far less the dude has a black belt let him do that yeah i like what the fuck so his dad revokes jason's garage privileges and jason reacts like his dad took away wi-fi and (laughs) why like his dad goes into his room and tears away his bruce lee's poster so jason just has an angsty teenage meltdown runs through the night over to rj's house and everyone needs an RJ in their life. Like, I, Jason comes R- to him and, and RJ is just like, hey, say no more. Like, I got you. I am here. I was about you. to say, you know what? I was like, you can dunk an RJ all you want in this movie. And boy, do I love to. But like, <laughs> RJ does have his moments where he is just helpful. Where he's just out he's there. A good just, guy. He's sticking out for his bros. And you're like, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, so. RJ, like, so Jason goes knocking, knocking, knocking on RJ's back, like, the door to his backyard. Okay. RJ comes out wearing, like, a shower cap, and he's looking around. He's, like, trying to find Jason, and he's like, okay, yeah, you know, like, my parents have this, like, abandoned house that, like, you can stay in. And I was like, (laughs) all right, we get, like, our... 
like our second like no retreat no surrender reference in this movie which by the way that also that also brings a question mike what is our what is this podcast's version of no retreat no surrender like our catchphrase What's our catchphrase? Oh like my this god! This movie's like no retreat, no surrender. What's like our no retreat, no surrender? I don't know. It's either it's either something it's either something about something about if this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? Or uh, something about something about like oh Mike, how does your small dick feel about this? <laughs> where it's either, where to get that, it's that one all the, on a shirt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that's the entire quote I just said. Have that on a shirt. <laughs> It's going to look like one of those really specific Facebook shirts that you get that you're just like, who is this for? <laughs> and it is for the two of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So they go to RJ's like abandoned, like abandoned second house, which he has for some reason. So RJ leaves and that leaves Jason alone, like with his posters of Bruce Lee. And it's just him and the posters of Bruce Lee in this abandoned house at night. I mean, do, you, you can you can see where this is going. You come on, you know exactly what will happen with this teenage boy and pictures of his idol, and what that thing is is a shining light of an alien invasion, oh and then we get God. the ghost of Bruce fucking Lee that comes out and starts teaching our boy Jason. What I, the fuck? I okay. Now right. we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Okay, couple fucking things. One, Bruce Lee shows up like a fucking like a fucking like the uh, like the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. Like he just sits there and out of a white light just steps the fuck out. Like like I whoops has summoned me and you're like okay cool. Then you get a good look at him. And like any human with a set of fucking eyes who knows what Bruce Lee looks like, you look at this guy and you go, who the fuck are you? Because this dude, uh, this dude looks fucking nothing like Bruce Lee. Like, like the, the guy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he looked a lot like Bruce Lee. He got he worked on the mannerisms and all of that. Granted, his portrayal of Bruce Lee, I have many issues with. Mm -hmm. Many issues with. That being said, he did it great. What the fuck is this guy doing? This guy isn't trying at all. Well, Mike, I actually have um a piece of information uh to bring you with regards please to please tell me please tell me this is like Brandon Lee or something. No, no, no. It it was not Brandon Lee. This was um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I know I will mis mispronounce it. But this actor is the guy that they got to play. The guy that got to pray play Bruce Lee was actually his stand in during finishing Game of Death, the movie. Like we, when Bruce Lee died, they were so trying oh, to finish. Oh, that's the movie. Bruce Lee's stand in. That is his stand in. The guys actually got. The same, the like the the stand-in for game, like the game of death. This guy finished it. This guy right, was I, a stand-in for Bruce Lee, like an actual okay. fucking stand-in. Okay, well that is very cool. 
Uh, I stand by what I said. He looks fucking nothing like Bruce Lee. Okay. The thing about Game of Death, when they do, when you look at the re, okay, so there are two versions of Game of mm-hmm. Death for all of the, for all of, for all one of the listeners. Who cares? There are two versions of the Game of Death. There's one that was incomplete and only shot with Bruce Lee. That one is like, it's like, it's like 20 minutes. It's like a short film. It was like, it's like only much. the fight scenes, right? Yeah, it's literally only. He's wearing like the yellow jumpsuit and yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he's wearing the yellow jumpsuit, all that stuff. There's also a full Game of Death movie mm-hmm. uh, that has this stand-in in it. Oh, to be honest, they don't show the stand-in's face a whole lot, and now I fucking know why. Mm-hmm. Because you look around and you look and go, "You look nothing fucking like him." From the back, like. You know, when you don't. Oh, yeah. No, spitting image. Spitting goddamn image. But like. Right fucking there. He he turns around and you were just like, I don't know who the hell you are, but you are not Bruce Lee. (laughs) And you don't sound like him either. Yeah. Well, so we actually like apparently this actor and Jason, like they had to like overdub lines because the stand in did not speak English. Oh, like, of course. Like, oh like so they had to like tra- they had to like do it in post the same way, which is why this scene feels a little like it feels a little jarring. I believe I believe I believe that was the explanation. That sounds right. That sounds right. Because if it's the stand-in for Game of Death, then I'm assuming the dude does not speak English, considering Game of Death it was released in like Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this guy, like the the ghost of Bruce Lee is this guy's Mr. Miyagi. And the ghost of Bruce Lee, he offers like the same empty your mind analogy. He spouts wisdom and they train Bruce Lee backhands Jason. We get a one inch punch thing. And then we get the training scene. And I want to play a game here, Mike. I'm going to read you some of the things that Jason does in this training montage. And you tell me if you'll, if you would do them, if you were training for a fight or not. Okay. All right. Jason throws on ankle weights to go run. Uh, I have heard that that I've heard that that is not actually as helpful as it is perceived to be. So it's actually like really bad for you. Yeah, I've heard that that is actually bad. Push-ups on a picnic table to establish your dominance by pushing on not the earth because your hands are too good to touch the ground. <laughs> that just sounds like an ego boost. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, jump ropes and booty shorts. Damn, yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I run in booty shorts. Jump roping in them is no different. Practicing punches on a weird metal coil sex machine. Probably not. I'm going to be honest. It's probably just a sandbag spine by me. Have the ghost of Bruce Lee throw balls at you. Yes, absolutely. Rope climbing in booty shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More booty shorts. Get hung upside down and do sit-ups exactly dressed like Bruce Lee in that like one weird specific training clip where he's wearing like black pants and that white tank top. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, hell yeah. I'm going to do that. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. Uh, Break your neck on a park bench 
while your friend tries to jump reverse cowgirl on you. <laughs> oh my god. Why the fuck? Okay, another R- hashtag RJ moments. Hashtag RJ moments. Like, bro, RJ just fucking... RJ during these training montages... <laughs> RJ is like... Interrupts Daniel... Not Daniel. Fuck, I'm thinking of Karate Kid. Interrupts Jason... In a lot of really confusing ways. Yeah, I mean, like, Jason, like Jason's trying to do, like, these neck bridges where, like, it's his, like, neck and his ankles, like, on two elevated surfaces. And he's trying to, like, hip thrust or some weird shit. And then RJ, like, from the distance, just jumps on him while he's, like, fully flat. And I'm like, bro, you would straight up break that dude's neck, bro. You are like, also, what the fuck are you doing? Also, on top of that, the way RJ jumps on him is so is so unnecessary and so odd. Because RJ, because like, you know, most people see sees their friend doing a neck bridge. And if you want to like fuck with them, you would like jump on them like from the side. Like you just just jump on them and like put your weight on them mm-hmm. and then they fall and go, you asshole, and you're like, ha ha ha. RJ decides. He's just gonna do some acrobatics weird shit. He gets where airborne. He, just, he goes airborne, but first legs up and lands on Jason's just lands on Jason's fucking jewels and just reverse cowgirl style. And the whole time I'm watching that going, I feel like there could have been a lot of better ways to really mess with Jason RJ. This feels like a really weird pointed approach not that i'm judging i'm just pointing out that this is a real weird plan that you've got so we get like this really long training scene i I mean this this training these training scenes they they go on for a while without like any plot advancement like whatsoever like okay i'm thinking like okay give us a montage like give us like a good rocky like a good five minute montage hell i'll, I'll oh, even yeah. go like eight minutes ten minutes i think you're kind of pushing it like five yeah. to eight i feel like is like real like the sweet spot but it's like they have hell, their yeah. training montage and then they go to like individual training footage so like where the scene that we go to is jason standing in a room of like swinging bags all over the place where bruce lee's trying to teach him how to like you know stay focused the ghost of bruce lee is trying to teach him to stay focused and RJ yeah. comes by to see Jason in a room alone talking to himself and yeah. things that are not there. I'm like, well, well, this movie has just revealed it's fucking it's fucking the, the joke I was going to make initially. Because while I was watching the movie, I was just like, I was like, uh, what if RJ's just what if not RJ? What if Jason's just schizophrenic? And then. RJ just goes up and sees him just kicking to, like, responding completely to nothing. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Jason's just very mentally unwell. He is not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, Jason's Jason's really unwell. And, like, everyone's just, like, just cool with it, just moving past it. His his dad probably knows. He's just like, okay, let's just... Let's just try to get through this. Like that's why he doesn't want him to fight anymore. Because all he does, he goes, he goes, Dad, Bruce Lee taught me how to kick, and he goes, Oh, you're like that, that, yourself again. Like that, that, that's nice, son. That, that's or that's all. very nice. <laughs> what if it's Ted's dead and he's imagining it? So Jason's <laughs> just. <laughs> 
Okay, all right. New theory. All right. New theory. The new conspiracy, new theory about this movie. We've already, it's already been proven to us that Jason is very, very unwell. He's not okay. That he is, that he is fully imagining and inflicting damage upon himself and believing it to be Ghostly's spirit. <laughs> What's to say it ends there? Who's to say that RJ is real? Who's to say that his dad is real? Who's to say that any of these people are real and that Jason isn't just crazy? I mean, you bring up some valid points. We'll have we'll have to get like film theory. We'll have to get Matt Pat on this. I was about to say, fucking bring Matt Pat Pat onto this, man. We need we need some fucking answers, okay, bro? I'm DMing him. I'm DMing him right now. Just be like, hey, man, we have an idea. At, everyone, add Matt Pat. <laughs> Review, no retreat, no surrender. Get back to us. <laughs> so we get some like more weird training where Jason like sticks his leg through a piece of rope while he tries to kick with his other leg. I'm like, bro, that's an AC. That's, you're going to end up just like your dad tearing your ACL doing that that's, shit. The best part was, is like my roommate who has, who has little to no like actual martial arts experience. I think he's done two, uh, like a few jujitsu classes, but he just turned to me and just went, just went, is that a real thing people do? And I went, I, I, I hope to God I not. So, it's like, it like, that's insane that someone would consider that to be a valid exercise. So we get like 15 minutes of Jason training with Bruce Lee. And then we finally go back to Jason's dad. We're like an hour into this movie. And we've like, okay, we've like seen his dad like here and there. But now we go to like the first full scene of Jason's dad by himself. So we get Jason's dad working at a bar. And a bar patron who's being disrespectful says, hey, bring me a bar. Bring me like a bring me a beer. And he's getting forced to like bring a beer over to him. And I was like, dude, that's like it's like the, it's like they're trying to show like, oh, he's being emasculated. But then Jason's dad like goes full on black belt and kicks the guy out, like takes him outside, throws him out, and says never come back here like ever again. And then we get fucking more Jason like training footage where he is, again, back to where he has his foot hung up from the ceiling, and he's trying to kick, like, another bag. And then eventually, like, he actually does kick the bag. He does the thing. And he's just like, oh, wowzers, I did it, Sensei Lee. And then the ghost of Bruce Lee just, like, fucking leaves him and goes to, like, the great (sighs) store in the sky for some fucking milk and cigarettes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no okay. Eventually. He, he, I was like, Bruce Lee just fucking dips. Like, there's no, like, when I say there is no fanfare, there is no fanfare. There's, there's no, I've taught you all that I can. There's no, just you haven't out. done, you are prepared. He literally, without saying a fucking word, just turns, leaves, and is gone. And you were like, Wow, Bruce Lee literally Bruce Lee's ghost definitely just went out to get some proverbial cigarettes, huh? God damn. He was gone just like that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. So we get after this a, another training montage. Like this whole this like last like this last like I guess like the second third of this movie is basically just all training footage. Like we get 
running yeah. through the fields while your friends while your friend bikes right alongside you, fighting mm-hmm. ghosts surrounded mm-hmm. by candlelight, Wing Chun, hip thrusting your best friend in the park while he eats ice cream. It's, uh, again, it's more RJ moments. RJ has so many weird moments. <laughs> it's it's just. I love RJ, man. I, I, I love, love RJ. Him. RJ, you know what? I aspire to be like RJ in that RJ lives his truth and couldn't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. And I just respect the hell out of that. So, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to get because I think we've been recording for like we're we've literally crested the actual movie. We've crested the actual movie and we are like well past it this point this is on track to be our <laughs> longest episode ever oh my gosh oh god right. here okay we're gonna keep just power through so jason's dad gets jumped by drunk bar patrons in public and this guy just and jason sees this and he just runs in he's like oh i need to save my dad and jason meanwhile jason's dad is getting drunk is getting jumped by like this drunk guy's like co-ed softball team like that we yeah work. yeah it's it look yeah it definitely looks like he's getting jumped by a beer league softball team <laughs> yeah they're getting so he gets jumped they fight off like good fight scene admittedly okay cool whatever so now his dad finally utters the words i am proud of you son and then we just hard cut to we go from the scene of like father son bonding to a club like this weird club where people are dressed like Michael Jackson. RJ is there. He is dressed like Michael Jackson. What, what he is RJ. RJ is literally dressed like Michael Jackson. What is up with this podcast and people who are dressed like Michael Jackson? I, it's, I, I, I don't know, but it's happened multiple times. It's kind of concerning. We need, it help. is. <laughs> So, oh, like, by the way, Kelly's in this scene. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember that girl from like 30 minutes ago? Oh, yeah. By the way, she, she she's in this exact scene. <laughs> so RJ goes out and like busts a move dressed like Michael Jackson. And he's like, okay. Can we also talk about the other like the other breakdancing couple? Yeah, like, like two, Both two of, of them who are like wearing like the red suit from like I Dismember Mama. They're, yeah, no, it's, I, it's they, it looks like it looks like it looks like. And I dismember Mama's rendition of the Thriller costume, but more faithfully done to Thriller. It's and and like they're just doing the strangest fucking breakdancing. There, it's like it's all. De- it, it seems like most of it is dead corpse based, like breakdancing, where the guy lies down on the ground, and the other dancer just like pretends to revive him. And instead of it looking like a cool thing where the guy gets into breakdancing, he just twitches a lot. It doesn't work. And has and has a light bulb and does the worm. And it's just it's so not good. Yeah, and speak, speaking of those guys, like they actually like one of them goes to dance with RJ and the other goes to dance with or not not RJ. One of them goes to dance with Jason and the other one goes to dance with Kelly. And oh yeah, by the way. They push them together. Okay, that they're 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 pretty good like wingmen. And then the DJ starts playing a show a slow song. Which what fucking club DJ plays a slow song? I yeah, I like, never I met like, one. I like that this I like that this club DJ has decided has decided to really pull out his inner prom DJ 
and just like and just like throws slow songs in like people at this club aren't going to sit there and just be mad mm-hmm. and just be like what the f- no st- what the fuck stop no it just goes it goes into a slow song they they kiss and they make up and then we go back to the mobsters of this movie where they're get- like in an airport and they get in a car everything's blue and some weird <laughs> shit with a fight promoter. I was about to say, I'm I, I'm ready for an I'm blue, daba dee, daba die reference. <laughs> just head bobbing, uh, just I'm blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 ready for it, man. No, it's yeah. It's <laughs> what is this movie, man? We're like tw- we have like 20 minutes left in this movie, and we see these like New York mobsters, and then we go to another scene where they're all sitting around talking about the posters for the all valley karate. i'm sorry sorry I'm, i misspoke a full contact karate tournament and we get like these random shots of like we go to like this random promoter and they're talking about like oh yeah we're gonna have this you know fight thing going on in seattle and with like 20 minutes left in the movie and then we are go like straight to the tournament like it, it feels like with the script like they didn't plan ahead and they were just kind of like figuring it out as they like went along, which by the way, that's fine if they want to do that. Like, but that's why we have rewrites. We go, okay, we can take this scene that we wrote and then put it in here and, you know, fix things up. It's like, it just feels like the first draft of a script. We're like, okay, we're just going to throw shit and we'll figure it out later. And yeah. they just never figured it it's, out later. Yeah. They, they just, there's so little warm up and like set up. It's just, Hey, this thing is happening and it's happening. And you're like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Glad we've had two minutes of prep. All right. Hell yeah. Then we get to the event and like we see like the different corners and they're like, the announcers like waste time by like, it's it's like a 3v3 kickboxing karate tournament. And the announcer spends time to introduce every single one of these like people individually. Like, okay. Like, I, I care diddly dick about any of these yeah. people that you're talking it's, about. It's the name of these random motherfuckers. And you're like, okay, I get it. You want to do the whole, like, oh, it's a real exhibition match and, like, all of that Hollywood nonsense. But I'm like, you guys have not cared thus far. Why are you introducing people No, we we as the viewers couldn't care less about? Get to the fighting. You've proven enough that you're just only here for the fighting. Yeah, so anyways, like, they introduce everybody, and before the fight even starts, the mobsters come out, and we get introduced again. Oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jean-Claude Van Damme is in this movie. I know he only had that, like, scene in the beginning, but he's in, like, this ending scene. So, okay, yeah, by the way, we're we're getting him in here. Isn't that just fucking cool? Oh, and by the way, Jason's in the crowd of this mo- of this fight scene. So like, yeah, that 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 that's how all, that's how all the characters are like intertwined and like it's good, right? It's good, right? It, it it's smart, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's he just he's just so shoehorned in. And, and just like they're like they're like they're like, nope, no, no, no. He's here. He's here. He's here. It's not. It's not false advertising. He's here. He's here. He's involved. Yeah, it would have been, like, been one okay. thing if he was one of the people like in the ring fighting against him. That would have like made sense. Or that would have like you know put them in a like 
situation where it would have been a little bit more natural for them to run into each other. But no, it just mm-hmm. so happens that they're like in the same place and the same at the same time. And so Jason sees the Russian and he's like, oh, yeah, look, that's the guy that took my dad's manhood. So anyway, like they, the Russian takes on like these three people from Seattle, which, by the way, what's up with this ref's like hair? Side note, he's got like, he's got like <laughs> Trump's wig going on and it just doesn't look good. Yeah, it's he's got he's got a, a yee ass haircut. So, <laughs> so the fight scene ensues. These guys are like really good at what they do. We get like a Jean-Claude Van Damme like spinning sidekick that just fucking launches one of the guys like across the ring. He, and I'm like, okay, that's okay. But then he like gets launched like an anime character. He fucking dude. goes out of the fucking ring. Like he it looks like he gets thrown like from like the middle to like the back middle of the ring and like Jean-Claude Van Damme throws his sidekick and he's like goes out. It looks like a fucking rag doll. They just threw out of the ring. <laughs> it's he literally like like I I can't find a better explanation. It's literally like an anime. The guy is kicked so hard. He does the fucking U shape as he's like getting like launched out of the entire ring. Like through the ropes and all. I was having expecting like a wee. <laughs> like a little yeah, wee exactly. sound right to go by. <laughs> or like a new yeah. as it's like. So, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's pretty cool. Jean-Claude Van Damme does like a cool, like split in the corner of the ring, which I'm like, God, that looks so cool. That just, like, I can't, I can't yes. help it. That just looks so You're cool. like, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. But then we get Sugarfoot Cunningham stepping into the ring, who's throwing spinning wheel kicks and shit. Like he, and he fucking like gets Sugarfoot gets knocked out. We get like a weird thing where Jean-Claude Van Damme, like he puts his fists up like 90 degrees. He's like, I'm the best. I'm the best. He's just like shaking his hands in front of his face, like vigorously. Like I'm the best. I am the best. (laughs) That's definitely. so. Yeah, that's (laughs) it was at that point in the movie when he starts sitting there and just like goes going just doing that where I'm like. What 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 direction was he given by the director? (laughs) Like just like just sit there and just say you're the best and shake your hands very fiercely <laughs> over in the corner. And they got the first they got the first take of that scene. They're like, shit, we're running out of time. We really got we really got to yeah, get they're going. Like, they're, like, they're like, we gotta we gotta keep this shit moving. <laughs> so Ian, the kickboxing champion that we saw in the microwave, sorry TV earlier, steps into the ring, and they have a, like an admittedly like a pretty good fight scene. And, you know, this is Kelly's brother. So she goes in and she's like, hey, like she tries to grab her brother's leg in a weird way, which it's OK, it's fine, whatever. They have a fight scene. This there's like this weird like fight to the death portion where like the New York mobster is you know, like kill, kill, kill. And like yeah. the fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme starts strangling Ian like with like the court, like the rope of the ring and wheel kicks the ref and just straight up starts committing domestic violence yeah. up upon the, like <laughs> the sanctity of sport is just gone. Jean-Claude Van Damme is just running wild here. The fat, the fat kid tries to bite his leg. It's just chaos here. I, I was like, I was like, 
yeah, like you said, like it's just they, the mobsters start yelling "kill, kill, kill," as if they didn't have money to ride on just him winning. So, and like, and like, I just love that Dolph, like not Dolph, John John Cudman. I'm getting, I'm getting all my antagonists mixed up. No, John Claude Van Damme just goes okay, and just starts com- just committing attempted murder. <laughs> like, 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 like he's got no issue just like catching a case. Like, it's, it's like, I mean, you instead of like you know at the beginning scene where you had like you know ten, twenty witnesses. Here you have like witnesses in the hundreds. Like there is just no way you're getting away from this scot free. Yeah. And you know, Jason, one of the other trained martial artists in this scene, or in the situation, sees this going on, and you know, he's like, you know, well, maybe, maybe I should do something. But then, as soon as Jean Claude Van Damme lays a hand on Kelly, this girl who we've like, you know, seen once, that's when Jason just sees red. And just decides yeah. to spring into action and he, save the he day. Sees, he sees this girl that we have known for less time than fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. And goes... Too far. Like, And you're just like, you're like, really? Really? I... I'd, like, as far as we know, you have known this chick very little. Yeah, I mean, she said like, like she, she met him like last year, but like in terms of like the film, we haven't seen them like having those little scenes of like interacting also, here and there. There's also zero passage of time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no we have we have no time. perspective of that. Like, we're just it feels like it feels like he's been there for like a mm-hmm. week. Like, it's just oh god, damn. Yeah, no, seasons don't change. We don't see them no. in class. It's just like hey. Here's this and cool party, like, and here we are. And it's not like he's in, like, he's not, in, like, he's in literally, it's literally, he is not in L.A. Mm-hmm. So they can't do the, it's always summer fucking bullshit. Like, it's Seattle. There is very much a winter <laughs> and very much a summer. So, like, it, it's so odd to me that, like, there isn't. <laughs> so, anyway, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jason, they have a fight scene of course, of course, you know, it'll be different this time, Russian. So they have a fight scene. Jason takes off his jacket so you know he's serious. We get like again, I can't say really too much about like this fight scene. Like there is some breaking of the ring. Jason does get tied up. But, like again, the fight scenes in this movie, they're, they're fucking re- well put together. They are. They are. Just the problem is, is the story around it is so bad that you're like, it's it's so difficult. It's like we like it's good to see that them fighting. Like it's good to see like a well put together fight scene with wide shots, so we can clearly see what's going on. But it's a completely different thing to have a reason behind those fight scenes, which mm-hmm. is like where I really feel that this movie like drops the ball because because they clearly show me they can put together some damn good fight scenes, but they don't give me a reason why to care about any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. So it gets to the point where Jason gets tied up and, you know, he's getting pound. He's getting like the shit kicked out of him, but with the power of love or f- friendship, I guess. And RJ yelling, 
no retreat, no surrender. Jason, like, he gets revived and he starts kicking ass. And we get, like, the typical thing, like, with movies with training montages where, like, there's, like, a scene, like, in the final fight scene that we get intercut with footage of, like, the training montage just so to show, mm-hmm. okay, his mm-hmm. training from the movie earlier. Now he's it's all it's, all of the teaching you've learned along the way. It's the friends. It's not it's not the techniques. It's not the techniques you learn. It's the friends we made the, along the way. The real the real killing blow was the friends we made along the way. So RJ was the one to land the final blow in this movie. Yeah, you see RJ's butt just comes out of like out of out of left field and just hits John Claude Van Damme in the face. Fucking diving crossbody just. Yeah. he's diving he's diving he's diving crotch first into the ring so they have a you know good fight scene and then we get one spinning wheel kick jean-claude van damme he gets just knocked out of the ring mm-hmm. and i i guess that's it he's not getting back up he's that's- not moving it's like uh, uh, okay i I, I guess that's it. Jason wins, and everyone <laughs> and everyone storms the ring. They start throwing Jason up and down. People are excited, and yeah, they, that's the they go bananas. And yeah, guys, that that's no retreat, no surrender, <laughs> no surrender, baby, dude. I I fucking love it. Like this is like this I is the, I think this movie like perfectly encapsulates certain aspects of this podcast where it's like the movie you would sit back with your friends and have a drink with and just roast the fuck out of this movie you are going to have such a good time kicking back having a few beers with this movie this yeah this is you know what i feel like i feel like it's almost our duty now because we review so many miserable movies that it's almost worth it now for us to sit there and just like actually call out movies that were like, we recommend you watch this with a few drinks in your system with your friends. And this is one where I am like highly recommended mm-hmm. this one, ice pirates, samurai cop, mm-hmm. like absolutely. Bucky Lars. No, don't do that one. No, don't do, no, don't, don't. don't do that. Any Nick, any do mom and dad with Nick cage. Honestly. Oh, no, mom and dad with Nick cage. <laughs> Who can fucking forget the classicness of the hokey pokey as you're just destroying a pool table? And who can forget this movie's classic introduction of Bruce Lee? Oh, it's perfect, man. Like he's E.T. Like he just fucking shows up and just starts and just starts talking. And you're just like, who is this guy? And why are you? How does he look like Bruce Lee? Why are you here? I mean, I really think that, like, if we were to pick movies to like encapsulate, like, what, like, the theme of this podcast, I feel like you you could make a hard case as no retreat, no surrender, being one of those movies. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, without a without a shadow of a doubt. But guys, yeah, that's that is no retreat, no surrender. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie, guys. Go check it out if you have a chance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Messed Up at Midnight. Be sure to go follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, 
on YouTube. You can go subscribe to Mike's OnlyFans if you really want to. Like, I know he's trying to like make it through with those feet. Picks. Absolutely, so, like, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all feet picks in. It's all feet picks in weird situations. <laughs> situational feet picks, you know. It's like it's, it's got to be situational feet picks, like at Walmart, like at the grocery store. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 just it's just my shoes. <laughs> no, no. Or it's like no actual. Or it's feet. like or it's like let these puppies breathe, and it's just me like just like sitting in an Adirondack chair. <laughs> I mean, I'm subscribed. Absolutely, you feel better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, any any bit helps. Well, guys, like I said, that doesn't. Mike, Mike, do you have anything you want to say to the people? No retreat, no surrender, baby. I, no retreat, no surrender, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody.